I don't wanna have a dagger tongue. I don't wanna have a dagger tongue. I don't want my words to be a weapon but a healing bomb. I don't wanna have a dagger tongue. I don't wanna have a I don't want to have a heavy mind I don't want to hold these thoughts that are chains of iron I don't want to have a heavy mind I want to have eyes of love I Says my own. Offer my back for my brother's load. I wanna have eyes of love. I wanna have eyes of love. Oh, hey, you want some teddy grams? Well, I am sorry to disappoint you. I only have slime. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome! It's not as nice as Cancun. So we at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, have a message to the Black American community. The door is open. Opportunity abounds. Conservatism is the original civil rights movement. You know, on January the 6th, I objected during the Electoral College certification. Maybe you heard about it. I did. I stood up. Fact checkers! Fact checkers! Please have at it. Hey, party crashers. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited. This is your host, Jerry Jones. However you found us and wherever you decided to find us, I'm so very glad you did. Do us a favor, huh? Like if you uh, if you could, just uh, rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you give us a rating, give us five stars, will you? Because five stars feels like love. Four stars feels like the friend zone. Can you imagine, can you imagine what it's like being there right now? First of all, before I get into that, um, the band that you heard, um, that was uh, Bird Talker. That was from their EP, Just This. They've got a couple really good albums out. I'm not sure. I think they're from Austin. Um, Emily and Sean can fact check me on that, but Bird Talker, that wasn't the full song. I'd, I'd shaved off maybe the first, well, the first verse of that song but that whole song is amazing holy p is amazing please go out buy not i'm not saying go and buy their music but if, if you choose to listen to bird talker please consider buying their music and any musician or band 
that you listen to, I would highly encourage you to purchase their music. It is really tough out here um, for those in the gig economy and even the names of the musicians that we know and love. They are not spared from this. So let's give them as much support as we can. Please um, support music by, by buying it. Um, can you imagine what it's like being at, uh, at CPAC? I mean, look, um, it's, it's already, it's one thing. It's already enough to be in Orlando, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you. I mean, I've, I've been to Orlando a couple of times and never, um, for leisure, Right, I have not been to Disney World, even though I'd like to go. Um, really, because I'd like to go to the Star Wars park, um, but apparently they're changing. They're using um, this opportunity at Disney uh, to to revamp the Star Wars park, and there's a whole lot of things going on within the Star Wars universe. But in particular, with Disney, they're looking to transition. Um, from the Kathleen Kennedy vision of the Star Wars universe, and um, and really are, are beginning to to adopt Dave Dave Filoni. Ryan's going to kill me. Dave Filoni's vision, John Favreau's vision of the Star Wars universe. I don't know if you've seen it. The Mandalorian has had two great seasons. You know, you know what it is. This is the non-commercial commercial for Disney Plus. Yeah, it's so interesting, Disney Plus. Um, they tweeted something out yesterday talking about how awesome, how awesome March was going to be because they're like, we get, there's, did you know there's a new Mighty Ducks movie coming out? Like, I never saw D2, um, but apparently uh, there's a new Mighty Ducks movie coming out. There's another animated movie coming out. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and, and you know, a new Marvel show. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, Marvel and 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 Star Wars are, are driving the popularity of the network. But, hey, go and promote that um, Mighty Ducks 4 movie. I'm sure that's going to drive up uh, subscriptions and, and, uh, and eyeballs. But being in Orlando is already a challenge. Like, I just, I can't think of anything other than a couple of attractions at either um, Disney World or Universal. For what it's worth, you, I, I have to admit something here. Um, I have never seen a full Harry Potter movie. I haven't done it. Uh, I've got them all on DVR, and uh, there's it, there, there seems to be, and it's interesting, I feel like I've only seen this one scene, and I've seen it multiple times, and it's always been um, while channel surfing at Heidi's parents' house. Not my house, Heidi's parents' house, uh, and it's where they're on the brooms. And it's like, uh, what are, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like if you were playing 
field hockey or lacrosse, but you were riding on brooms. I'm sure all you um, Harry Potter fans are probably now like pulling your hair out and canceling your subscription to the show because I have no, I, I, I know nothing about Harry Potter except to know that I need to watch them. And uh, I've got them all on DVR. So uh, at some point, at some point I'll do that. But I can't imagine uh, if I wasn't there for work and if I wasn't there for Disney World or Universal, um, I, uh, I don't know how I could survive three days in Orlando just on its own, just at normal state. Now, <laughs> now you add in CPAC. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, with CPAC, uh, but I believe it's the Conservative Political Action Committee. And they do a conference every year. And um, they're doing it in Orlando. And I, I might be mistaken, but I'm imagining that it's probably somewhere in the South every single year. It probably swings from Orlando to like Grapevine, Texas, you know, like uh, probably what? Um, maybe they do Vegas. I'm sure every once in a while they'll do Vegas. There's a lot of conservatives there in Vegas. Um, but some of the audio that you heard, actually all of the audio you heard, uh, except for the darling little girl from, from YouTube that only had slime for us, um, was from, from, um, this weekend CPAC. Um, and I'm paying particularly close attention to CPAC this year. And, and I'm going to be paying closely attention, close attention to, uh, the conservative movement really through uh, the next couple years, through the 2022 elections, just because uh, it'll be interesting to see what direction they're going to take. But, I, but particularly this weekend, I'm paying attention to it because the former president of the United States is giving the keynote tonight. And, you know, I don't know how much you have seen of this or followed this, but um, it is very clear that as of today, um, Donald Trump is very much the party leader for the, the GOP. And to the point where when uh, the festivity started, there's video of some gentlemen rolling in a golden shrine. It's literally a golden shrine um, image of Trump. And for those of you who are remember your Sunday school lessons, um, it very much reminds you of the story of the golden calf and how people, you know, created an idol to worship. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of disgusting. But the other thing that you, and you can check this on Twitter, uh, or, or just the inner, the interwebs, but someone has posted, and it looks like the way the stage is set up, it's very uh, similar to um, Nazi symbol, like the way the, st the stage is set up. And it wouldn't surprise me. 
Um, you know, and I look, I don't know. It, it It's clear that whatever we thought, um, whatever we thought was going to happen um, as Biden and Harris took over the White House, that we thought, you know, the Republican Party would begin to uh, reclaim its identity. Um, that has not happened. Uh, the identity is very much um, Trump. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be watching for that tonight. Um, there is word that he may announce that he's planning on running again in 2024. So it'll be really interesting to see um, where that party goes. And, and, and also, to be honest, I'm, I'm interested to see where, uh, where the Democrats go. Um, because while CPAC was happening, um, we got some news um, in the middle of the night. You know, I, I thought about I thought about uh, putting on some Billy Joel in the middle of the night. I love that song. Um, is it possible? Is it possible for someone as legendary and as great as Billy Joel? to to be underrated and i'm saying that because you know billy i'm he's still making music but i you know i haven't listened to any new i haven't listened to anything new from billy joel in probably 20 years and i think that's how you that's the measure of greatness especially as a performer um that you can go two decades not record anything new and have volumes and volumes of classic classic hits deep cuts but in the middle of the night i feel i feel like is a very very underrated uh very underrated song um and i don't know why i just started thinking about this like i hear that song in my head now and i'm like i feel like that's the kind of song like was there some paul simony influence there paul simon man that's a guy, and, and unfortunately, uh, I will never be able to see Paul Simon unless he unretires. Uh, but Paul is done. Paul Simon is retired. I believe he's retired from everything, recording and touring. That's what I'm curious about. Who would you go see? You know, I don't know how to do the poll thing, like how to, how to set up a poll. I probably should develop a Twitter handle for this show. And engage with folks that way and do polls and stuff. Uh, maybe that's something I can work on this week. Um, but what's, what's the band? What's the band or artist that's on your bucket list that um, that you absolutely, if, if of all the ones, what, what's the one that you want or need to see? Hit me up at the Uninvited Podcast on IG. Um and and let me know um but billy joel is on that list for me elton john is on that list for me um uh, clapton clapton is on that list for me um i knocked james taylor off of my list a couple years ago I saw him at, that may have been like four four years ago four or five years ago now uh and 
let me tell you something. If you have not seen James Taylor and you are a JT fan, the original JT, not Justin Timberlake. I would see Justin Timberlake, but he's not on my bucket list. He's talented. Don't get me wrong. Justin Timberlake is amazing. Just not on my bucket list, right? Bruno Mars in that same category. Love Bruno Mars. I think Bruno Mars is an amazing talent. Not on my bucket list. You know? He's on the list. He's on the list. He's on the list of people to see, but that he doesn't get the he doesn't get thrown in the bucket, right? Um I don't I don't even know. I, I'm like, where how far can I take this whole thing about who's on the list, who's on the bucket list? But James Taylor, if you haven't seen him, go see him. And they blessed us with Shower the People live, like during the encore set. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It was, uh, because I don't know if you've listened to his uh, double live CD. Oh gosh. Before I forget, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins is on the list and on the bucket list. And I know he's still kind of doing the, he's doing kind of those casino tours. Like the big casino in, uh, in Oklahoma. I think he was there maybe two or three years ago. Um, so I, but I've got it. I've got to catch Kenny Loggins, right? Uh, but just real quick. So James Taylor, double CD, live CD. It's amazing. Um, listen to it. I recommend buying it, even though he's James Taylor, man, you know, support, you know, support our musicians. Um, but Kenny Loggins live from the wet Redwoods. Oh man, come on, come on. Now I get it. I know, I know Kenny Loggins one of those artists, Michael McDonald, um, Steely Dan, um, that took black music and, uh, what, how do, how do I put it? McDonald fized it, you know, basically they took something and then they turned it into like a fast food restaurant. Um, but I love Kenny Loggins, man. I don't care what anybody says. Um, and, but the, but I will say this, if, if since we're talking about people who took black music and sanitized it, but it's still good, the kings of that are hollow notes. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Daryl Hall. He had a show in VH1 for a while, live at Daryl's house, and he would invite uh, different bands to come jam with him. And sometimes he would go out and jam... Like there was one episode where he traveled to South Carolina to jam with Darius Rucker. All kinds of acts come into Daryl's house and they jam, but there's an episode and I, and please forgive me if I've talked about this before, probably on one of the earliest, earlier episodes in season one, the, the episode of, uh, Daryl Hall having the OJs, the OJs came to Daryl's place and they just jammed and I got to tell you I mean they so they did all these OJ's classics you know uh love money backstabbers um but man they did um uh I can't go for that uh and whew, my goodness man hearing um 
Eddie Levert singing, you know, taking the lead on on I Can't Go For That. Huh. Man, check that out. You can you can get that on YouTube. You can get that on YouTube. Live at Daryl's house with the OJs. Oh man. It's like blue-eyed soul meeting real soul. I shouldn't say real soul. I don't want to diminish Daryl Hall and John Oates like that. Apparently John Oates um is still rocking jet black hair. So, you know, and it's kind of hard. I, I will admit, I'm 50 now. I'm 50. And I got a lot of gray. I got a ton of gray. And just the other day, I was looking at my beard. And I'm like, you know, maybe I do need to get the just for men. You know, maybe I do need to add a little bit of black um, to my beard. I get it. It is tough to embrace aging, right? Um, but apparently, John, John is just not letting go, and I, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, speak, you know, like a few years ago, this would have been back in 2015, um, in Florida, uh, in Jacksonville. We're in Jacksonville for um, a national tournament, a track tournament. And, um, the place we were staying at, um, you know, uh, there was, you know, it's a hotel and Jacksonville, why does it smell? Why does Jacksonville smell? And I think that's the thing with Florida, right? Jacksonville, Orlando. I've never spent any time in South beach. I don't have the body for South beach, right? I don't have the body. I don't have the money. I'm too old. I don't belong there. Okay. Uh, So I don't know if it smells. But I feel like Orlando had a little something going on. Jacksonville definitely had a smell going on. But while we were there, we were there for almost a week. And I saw that Whitesnake was playing. You know, Whitesnake. um, David Coverdale. And uh, Jimmy was Jimmy Page was not in that band, but David Coverdale and Jimmy Page did some things together. And I remember Zeppelin fans being really upset by that. And I I don't know why. I don't I don't know why. Um, oh, maybe it's because they thought David Coverdale was trying you know was kind of the poor man's Robert Plant. I don't think that's fair, but I think it's pretty accurate. Um, but anyway, so White Snake, I saw that White Snake was playing, and I'm like, well, I wasn't gonna go see White Snake, right? I'm there for my daughter's track meet. Um, but there was one, you know, and so you go to these track meets, you're at the track all day. And when I when I say all day, I mean all day. Right? In the national meets, you have an opportunity to come home because you may have one or two events, but you, you you stay and you watch other people run. So we were there all day, go back at night, watch all the other, you know, activities going on. To make a long story short, you know, sitting with a few of the parents, having uh, several adult beverages, because, you know, that's what you do when you try to, you know, rehydrate and just kind of, de- you know, decompress. After a long day of track watching, you don't understand unless you are a track parent. I'm sure gymnastics parents get it. Uh, Wrestling meet, swim meet, 
parents get it. It's an all day thing. And, but the difference is from the gymnastics parents and the swim parents, uh, and even to a degree to soccer parents, cause even, you know, soccer, you have these tournaments who the hell designed soccer tournaments, by the way, right now here. I don't know how they are. I don't know how they schedule soccer tournaments in your city, but here in Kansas city, um, my daughter was playing club soccer. There are some tournaments where you may have one match, you know, five miles away from your house. And then the next match, the team has to go out to, you know, suburb, you know, like 20, you know, 20 minute, 25 minute drive away. And then you cut all these different venues for all the different soccer tournaments. I don't know who does it. And I also wonder who the hell is scheduling soccer tournaments on days like Mother's Day, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm not going to complain about stuff getting scheduled on Father's Day because what we have figured out is that no one actually cares about Father's Day. Here's the pro tip um, for people who might be listening uh, who have fathers and, and like to celebrate their fathers on Father's Day. I can tell you the gift that will never fail. Not only will it not fail, it wins. It trumps everything that you could possibly give to someone on Father's Day. You know what all fathers want on Father's Day? You know what they really, really want? They want to be able to watch the game. That's it. That's it. They want to be able to watch the game. They want to be able to watch the U.S. Open. Um, they want to be left alone. No, we don't want to tie. No, we don't want to go to Cracker Barrel. Uh, with the entire extended family. We don't want to do that. We just want to be left alone. We want cold beer in the fridge. Uh, we would love pulled pork nachos. Okay. And we, we want it with extra sour cream and lots of jalapenos without any comment about how it's going to raise our blood pressure and our cholesterol. That's what we want on Father's Day. Because that's, here's the secret. That's what we want every day. But we know we're not going to get it. So on Father's Day, Father's Day is the day we get the thing that we want. And that's the thing we want on Father's Day. So I digress. All of that was a tangent to say, I'm really interested to see what the Democrats do. I don't know. Listen, okay. I am I am the rabbit hole king. Okay, what I was all all of that all of that uh, diversion and not an intentional diversion, but it's just a rabbit hole. I'm curious to see what the Democrats do over these next couple of years, um, because it's clear that if the GOP is still the party of Trump, um, the president is going to have to reimagine his approach to um, getting his agenda done. And it's a dangerous game. And, and what I'm referring to is the filibuster and getting rid of the filibuster. I got to tell you, uh, and, and this is going to shock many of you, probably most of you, 
based on how I'm seeing things play out right now, I'm thinking that ending the filibuster right now would not be a great idea. Now I know we would get some we would we would get some short wins. We would get um the minimum wage pass. I don't know if you saw this or not. The minimum wage can't be included in any Senate bill uh, as it relates to the stimulus package. Lots of decent things in the stimulus package. $1,400 checks, increase and extended um, uh, unemployment benefits, uh, money for schools to open, money for um, state and local governments, all sorts of, of what I think are good things in there. Um, the minimum wage cannot be raised in this budget process. It's got to be its own standalone or, or attached to another bill. There's not 50 votes. There's not 50 votes right now to get that. And my concern is that lifting the filibuster to try to get some of these things done is going to have a backfire effect because there's no guarantee that in 2022 that the Democrats can extend their lead in the Senate and, in fact, uh, could lose the majority in 2022. And if we have gotten rid of the filibuster, we're screwed. Um, the only other thing I would say is that, you know, if the, Demo if, the, if the Democrats lose the White House in 2024 and can't hold on to the Senate in, you know, in 2024, the GOP is going to get rid of the filibuster. And they are going to, they're going to do all sorts of things. Um but yeah, so I, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, uh, and I don't really have any, any, um, insight as to what I think the, the administration is going to do or should do. Um, I, I think what I, what I want Democrats to do is to run better candidates, stop running these lukewarm, you know, I mean, honestly, I hate to say it. I guess I don't. I don't hate to say it. We need more more Bernies, more AOCs. And what I'm talking about is like I'm not talking about necessarily their policies, as much as I'm talking about their passion. I'm talking about their ability to take complex issues, policies, and and to distill them in a way that that resonates with real people. That's who we need. So, um, I think we just need to win. I think we need to win in 2022. We need to win in 2024. And I think we have to do it that way. Um, because I, I don't, I don't know if I want us bending the rules, um, to, to get our way because it, it Democrats, what we have learned here, we've got the house, we've got the Senate and we've got the White House. And we're already tripping over our shoelaces. Like we just can't figure out how to get things done. Um, so I, I say let's let, let's figure let's figure out another way before we before we uh, get rid of the filibuster. Uh, I will say also. I need to know more about the filibuster, why it's important, why we did it. There had to be a reason why we did it. And I think before we go about just changing you know, Senate rules, I think we just need to give real consideration about the long-term implications uh, of that.
I've got a question for you. Um, there was a a kind of a, a a meme or not a meme, I guess a bunch of memes, but trending. What's the deal? Has anyone seen the Lifetime movie? I'm I'm gonna try to find it. Uh, Girl in the Basement. Have any of you seen that? I mean, because Twitter was going crazy yesterday over Girl in the Basement. And so, and I, I guess it's based on a, a real story. And, and apparently in the in the real life story, um, there, there were girls tied, you know, that were in a basement. And apparently the, the person who owned the house, the, the, the dad, um, who was having these people in the basement, had a renter, uh, an upstairs renter, for 12 years. 12 years who would periodically complain about the noises in the basement. I'm using air quotes here for 12 years. And the, the homeowner, the, the, the landlord, the dad was like, Oh, it's just faulty pipes. I don't know about you. First of all, I'm like, wait a minute. You rented a room in a house for 12 years. Can we unpack that for a little bit? Well, we're not going to unpack that here, but that needs to be unpacked. Um, but then for 12 years, you were so you were you were willing to be annoyed by the noises coming from the basement. And at no point in the 12 years, you thought, hey, maybe I should just go and see what's going on down in the basement. Did you not ever do laundry? How? What? How, how do you live in a house for 12 years with? with people being held captive in the basement. You've never, never did laundry there? Come on. I'm not buying that. So that's the, that's the real, that's, that's part of the real story that this movie is based on. But apparently this movie is like making, making people pull their hair out, making people's eyes bleed. Um, it's like a, a train wreck that you can't seem to, to pull away from. So what I am going to do is I am going to, um, I'm going to watch, girl in the basement and i think i might do like a reaction or a special reaction show uh of girl girl in the basement so that's going to be the homework i give myself um i shouldn't give that to myself today because apparently it's going to be beautiful outside um at least here in kansas city i hope it's beautiful um wherever you are but on that note i think we should get to it right i think we should get to whatever whatever it is we're supposed to be doing going outside if you're listening to it during the week it's time for you to get to work um but let's just go and let's go and let's uh let's be well let's do good um keep being kind to yourself be, keep being kind to others and uh you know what i think i think this is gonna do it man i think uh we'll just catch each other on the flip side of uh, the next episode of the uninvited peace